time for number eight on the top ten things to know before you go. It's Disney Village! <laughs> What's up? Restaurants, yum. Dancing, yeah. Live entertainment, check him out. Shopping, ooh la la. And of course, cowboys, Indians and buffaloes. Buffalo Bill's Wild West show is the ultimate dinner show at Disney Village. Welcome to episode 5 of the Magical Disneyland Paris podcast, all things magical and Disneyland Paris. I'm Andrew Williamson and I'm joined as usual by Simon West. Hello Andrew, hello listeners. Each Magical Disneyland Paris podcast will have a different focus, be it an attraction, restaurant or special element of the Disneyland Paris world. This episode we're going to change it up a little bit, we're going to focus on Disney Village, past, present and we'll also discuss what we think should happen for the future. Throughout the uh, podcast this week, or month I should say, we're going to be handing over to you as well for each section, so we're going to look at what you think about the shops, what you think about the restaurants and what you think about the entertainment. Yeah, as usual we've got some fantastic listener opinions coming in and there's a lot of them. We've normally been around about just over an hour for our podcast but we'd be lucky we might even have to chop this into two parts i'm not sure this is is Uh, going to be a long recording it is and we're going to well my reading skills are going to be tested very well here as well i think so if you're listening to this you know make yourself a coffee now settle down this is the whole evening this is going to take okay yeah and if you're commuting while you're listening to us you may want to save some for the journey home as well that or just keep listening and be late for work well we won't advocate that simon but uh (laughs) Yeah, disclaimer, if you do it, it's your own fault. We're lucky as well, this episode, we've, uh, well, I contacted, I won't tell you the names, but we contacted Disneyland Paris, and we just explained that we were doing this podcast about Disney Village, and we asked if they had any information available. So we're lucky enough to have an official press kit, they've described it as, which has all the up-to-date information, and it's kind of Disneyland Paris's view on what Disney Village is. And I think that's a great place to start, because obviously we like to explain a little bit of the history about what we're talking about on this podcast So I'll just read you what it says Disneyland Paris is at the moment from the press kit, and then we'll go backwards from there, and then jump straight back to the present day. So it says, Disney Village is a -a one-of-a-kind entertainment district in the heart of Disneyland Paris. The fun just keeps on coming when you step beyond the theme park gates and into Disney Village. Guests who visit this recreation zone will find plenty going on to keep them entertained, not to mention lots of opportunities to indulge their taste buds and satisfy their urge to shop by day as well as by night. Situated just between the theme parks and the Disney hotels, Disney Village, designed by Californian architect O'Gary, recreates the atmosphere of a typical American town. Now, I think we need to stop there before we carry on. Uh, I noticed your tweet yesterday on Twitter, uh, Simon, and your notes had underlined the words American town. What have you got to say about that? Yeah, so, I mean, you've read two sentences so far, basically, and I'm going to question both of them. The first one is, it's actually bold in the press kit. It says, satisfy their urge to shop by day as well as by night. Can you? Can you actually shop at night? 
how much at night? Because I'm pretty sure when I've been coming back after sort of Disney Dreams to one of the hotels, basically everything's shut. Am I wrong in saying that? Well, I think you are in some respect. I think it depends where, when in the year you go. Now, most of the time I visit Disney Village, well, when I'm at Disneyland Paris, and it's normally March, so Disney Dreams is finishing by 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock anyway. And every time I go back to Disney Village, obviously the restaurants, the um, entertainment, and I'll put the air quotation marks that you can't see there, uh, <laughs> it's, that's happening. And the shops are still open, and I've always managed to be in there well up to about 11 o'clock at night when I've had to get back to the hotel to check the students in. So I, most of my shopping has been done at night time, actually. I'll give you that one then, because actually thinking about it, when I've been walking through, uh, it's generally summer when I like to visit, and at that time, Disney Dreams is at midnight. So yeah, the, um, so in fairness to them, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a bit harsh there. And Disney Village is open until late. I've never, again, I've already ever been uh, winter and spring, so I haven't seen the summer of Disney Village. So we've, I've always probably left around about half uh, half eleven midnight and the shops are still open. Not all of them, but um, a big selection of them are. What about the American town description? Yeah, so, I mean, we've, we've sorted out the first one, but the typical American town, I mean, would you like to argue that that's the case? Because... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not following that one. No, well, I've never been to America, so I've never stepped foot in an actual American town. But I've seen plenty of TV programs, documentaries, films, and I can't imagine that walk. It, it, it doesn't does feel not like that. Have at all. the atmosphere of a typical American town. I've I've been to a few places in America, and that's that's not definitely not that. If anything, it uh, it, it, de- it definitely sounds French. There's a lot of French-speaking uh, people there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There's there's sort of there's different atmosphere is almost to the different parts of Disney Village now. I mean, I, I would assume when they built it, it had some sort of cohesive theme running through it, but oh. now it's sort of split up into different bits. The nearer you go to uh, Lake Disney, you've got some nice modern fronted sort of glass buildings, and that feels all very nice and modern. Then you go into this weird sort of tacky looking middle bit, which is quite frankly pretty horrible. And then when you get to the park side, you've got the new sort of World of Disney buildings with a this sort of the art deco style and that's that's gorgeous again it is yeah it's kind of like they've they've added the extra bits on the edges and then they've, they've still got the old bits sandwiched in Are the they middle sort of going in like a pincer movement then you would hope so and um, we've got a few listeners feedback and they've got some good ideas and we'll discuss that later on but you mentioned there having a background story or oh, gary the uh, architect when he was designing festival disney as it no, as it used to be known he wanted, like he says, he wanted to recreate the atmosphere of American town. But even then, it contradicts himself because it says the architect Frank he was presented with a blank canvas and basically told by Disney, "You go ahead, you design what you want for our downtown Disney festival Disney type of area." It was because it was close to a, the, the train station, which was built especially for the resort and for the parks. He kind of said, "Wait a minute, but I'm going to use this as my kind of basis of my idea." Now he said he's got an idea of some old power station, as he kind of he thinks about it being like an industrial area next to a, a railway station, all the train traffic stuff like that. He said, "This is actually a quote from him." He says, "The idea of a station in the U.S. made me think of power stations, which are often found this close to railway lines." Festival Disney is a bright place full of life. Again, do you recognise that with power stations? I'm not sure. Possibly. <laughs> do you recognise, you know, lovely shopping, restaurant, evening experience when you think of power stations? Nope. I, well, to I feel be... like I'm being too negative, though, because I think what you're about to say does does bring it back to something that sounds nice. It does, but then again, power station, maybe not. Uh, the power stations are illuminated at night, 
Hence his idea of a network of 3,600 low-intensity bulbs that cover all of the structures. And I have seen this in action in my early days visiting the park, and it did look really good, actually, with all the lights in the, uh, the sky. And it says, as a measure... Sorry, uh, the lights will be suspended between the towers, and as a measure of the design process, I will uh, embellish the towers, and he wanted them to be sparkling um, and not just be decorative. And he says, once the uh, sky towers were imagined, I disposed of all the other buildings and other parts of the normal avenue. So it's kind of like the idea of the light and lighting it up, yes, but I, I just don't know how he could have believed that power station and how that links in with the train station nearby and how it links in with a US, typical US town, I'm not sure. No, I, I don't really get that one either. Um, I'll be honest, I don't. I would have been way too young to really remember when it was Festival Disney or when they had the old starry sky in operation. But, hey, I'm, I'm willing to believe that it was pretty good and that something sort of went askew and got a bit confused yeah. on the way. I, but... I'm getting this sort of typical sort of artist retrospectively trying to justify what he's done with this whole sort of once the sky and towers were imagined I disposed of the buildings and the other parts of a normal avenue whereas I'm pretty sure what he should have done is start with a normal avenue and then make it look really nice maybe yeah. maybe that's why I'm not an artist though I'm just too inside possibly box. yeah now looking he's done a bit of work for Disney in other areas as well and looking at images of those like the buildings he has designed are so amazing it's just a shame I'm not sure because I emailed his office actually to see if he could get any um, opinions or any uh, quotes from him, and we didn't get a reply. So I wonder if that's... The email was received successfully, but I don't know if it's because they don't like to note that they've worked on this project or if Disney treat them um, bad in any way, or Euro Disney. Thinking back to the original uh, Festival Disney, just from looking at some images, now there's not many images on there, on the internet or in books, but it, it does look like when it was open, it all matched, the theme matched, the, uh, the pillars... The lights, all the uh, the metal, uh, the shiny surfaces. All now I have a question: Are gone. these pillars that you talk about? Yeah. Are they the same sort of red and orange pillars that we have with strange balloon lights on them yes. today? Yes. Yes, they are the exact same thing. Like the, it's the same colour. They have the same metal on them. I think I believe the bottom parts have been taken away to reveal some of the metal, which okay. kind of opens it up a little bit more. But originally, I think well, it, it is the same. The same bits are there, just bits have been taken away over the years. And they then, they've then tried to enhance the design of the buildings with these big balloons, these lights that glow in the, that glow up at night time. Um, so they have tried the best, but it is such a... The whole of Disney Village is just in so many different bits. They've well, yeah, I mean, they've certainly fragmented it now, which is a bit of a shame. But, you... hey, maybe as we get on to talk about the future, though, we'll, we'll think that actually there's something cool on the way. Possibly, yeah. Obviously, they need to improve things and they need to change it. And without the money and because of the finances, which we won't go into on this episode of the podcast, but because of that, they've had to do bits in small chunks. Now, obviously, they would love A to have just... like the studio's park. Exactly. They would love to have just done it all in one go, straight away. There we go. Brand new Festival Disney or brand new Disney Village. A bit it's like open. they would in... Uh, in California. Florida. Florida. Or indeed, or actually, California. they are doing in Florida at the minute. Yeah. So they've kind of had to improve little bits as we go on. Speaking of that, Inside DLP has been posting constant updates over the last few weeks of them finally getting rid of the remnants of the Disney Village sign. Yes. Of, because they've changed the security check-ins, 
and they've kind of joined it all together with the park gates and you don't have to if you're from the um, hotels you can just walk through the, the, the security checkpoint at Disney Village at the, yes. at the end of it and you don't have to go through what the main guest area and it does make it easier and it, it, it kind of it cuts out the um, the sellers uh, in that area trying to sell you their one for a better word tat um, I, I could to... think of a stronger word to be honest yeah but it's a, it's a clean family podcast <laughs> Also, it's, it stops, because um, I always, it, it didn't really bother me, but obviously taking a lot of students to Disneyland Paris, and it, for a lot of them um, in the early years, it'd been their first trip abroad or the first trip to a Disney park. Seeing the um, French guards with the guns in that area to patrol, which was kind of public land, kind of takes away that from it as well. I don't think I've ever been to a station in France and not seen someone wandering around with a gun. They're a bit more liberal with their armed police than we are in the UK. But again, it shows you that they are taking uh, safety well, quite important. they take it very seriously, yeah. don't they? So, we kind of, well, we haven't veered off track because we are talking about Disney Village, but I'm going to take you back to uh, what the press kit kind of explains about Disney Village and see if we agree with what they're telling everybody else in the world. It goes on to say it boasts a wide variety of themed restaurants, bars, cafes and shops for every taste and occasion. Ten restaurants, three bars, Buffalo Bills, Wild West Dinner Show with Mickey and Friends, six shops, 15 um, screen cinema, uh, including an IMAX cinema, which is I haven't seen a film there, but I have been in there, and it's really amazing. And um, we'll talk about that later. A games arcade, special summer activities, and the Panoramagic Captive Hot Air Balloon, which I've done for the first time in May. All year round, a variety of festivals, the Blues Weekend, Country Festival, seasons such as Halloween, Christmas, Spring. Um, it keeps Disney Village buzzing, whilst our eclectic concert program attracts spectators in their droves with nightly live concerts at Billy Bob's showcasing rock, country, blues, funk, disco and soul sounds. It then goes on for another paragraph talking about how there's the online web radio, which, yes, I know they have that provided, but I don't know why it has such a big part of the first page of the, of the press kit. Surely it's just got to be a sideline thing, hasn't it? Yeah, really? kind of, they're kind of saying, look, you can get the biggest hits on our radio station live on the web. Um, and it says as well that it's open daily from 7.30 and it's free admission. Wonderful. And the only thing I have to say to that is, I mean, I sort of agree with it, really. That's, I, I'm not going to disagree with that one. The only thing is it's sad that we've got ten restaurants, three bars, six shops in a, in a shopping effectively a shopping place yeah, six shops is not a lot not really i've heard as well um from different uh, videos and bits of research i've been doing before we've done this podcast that disney village was also made like it wasn't mainly but it was a, a big part of it was for the local population of, of france around the disney parks now i'm not sure how many people live in the area now i know a lot of the cast members live locally in uh like housing provided for by uh, Disneyland Paris. But I can't imagine them needing a 15-screen cinema and all these restaurants and shops if it was like if the, if like a lot of the um, audience was going to be from the local area. Well, exactly. I mean, they've got uh, right next to where it says uh, Disney Village is open daily from 7.30. It's got, it says free admission, and then it's got directions to Disney Village. Now, I mean, from what I've read and certainly what I've looked into the history, they really seem to suggest that you might just come to Disney Village. Forget the theme parks. Forget staying at the hotels or whatever. You might just go to Disney Village. And I'm... Would you really? I know it's, it's always amazed me. Now, obviously, 
there's um on main in mainland Europe, we've obviously got the uh, connections with the countries around it. Now, even then, you wouldn't take a day trip just to go to Disney Village in the the state that it's in at the moment. Like, not saying it's a completely bad state, but with the amount of shops, if it's only got six shops. Now you could say considering that, you've got Paris like twenty minutes yeah, down the road. I now, mean that has a few more than six shops. They could maybe link it with Valder um, Europe and kind of get people going there for the enter- well again ent- entertainment or the restaurants and then popping over to Valder Europe and um, get, doing some more intensive shopping where there are quite a lot of shops. But yeah, it's just if you're if you if you're out there listening to this podcast and you do just visit Disney Village for the day and you don't even bother going anywhere near the parks, let us know because I've I haven't heard or seen of anybody. Obviously, we are an English-speaking podcast, and a lot of the French visitors or local guests to the Disney Village probably won't be listening to this. But if you know of anybody who does that, let us know. Um, I'm sure people do, but it's just that I can't see it being one of the main reasons for Disney Village to have been built. No, it would surprise me. I mean, surely it's got to be a, an addition to your experience with the parks. Uh, yeah, which is probably why there's probably more restaurants than there are shops. Because obviously there's a lot of shops in the parks and a lot of people will probably do a lot of their shopping in the parks. And Disney Village it's kind of only needs shops. And um, as far as I'm aware, every time I've been, the world of Disney and the other Disney store in Disney Village has kind of catered for everybody. It doesn't feel, again, I haven't been there in the busiest of seasons, but it doesn't feel like it's crammed full of guests all trying to like get to all the tills and... There's not been a lack of merchandise, so probably six shop- shops is enough for the current uh, guests. But well, ma- yeah, I mean, they tend to have quite large shops as well. I mean, we're not just talking six sort of little shop fronts, you know. Particularly the world of Disney, obviously, is huge. And then uh, the new Lego store they've got there is pretty large as well, I believe. It is, yeah. It's, uh, it, could, it could have been bigger, actually. That's probably one of the most pop- popular uh, shops at the moment, especially in oh, the last year. I love a good Lego store. I do indeed. It's actually a good uh, good time for us to go officially into the shop section, I think. Yeah, let's navigate on smoothly. Navigate on for that. Before we look into the shops that are there currently, I'm just going to have a little flick through a couple of the shops that have been there from the start and have now disappeared. Hollywood Pictures, that was there, closed in 2013. Streets of America, closed in 1993, so it wasn't open for long at all. The Surf Shop. That closed in 1993, and Buffalo Trading Company closed in 2009. Obviously, I can't uh, create lists in order. <laughs> so, yeah, there was no chronology to that. The only um, the only shop I had actually been in on that list uh, was Hollywood Pictures. Now, again, a lot of the shops have got similar. Obviously, they're probably separated a little bit better in Disney Village, especially with like the the, like the girly shop, which we'll talk about in a minute. There's uh, well, like, the girly so, shop. Well, Disney fashion. I always, if I'm buying my wife a present, I'll go in there because I know I'll find a, a girly uh, t-shirt or something for her. Um, there are other, well, there's male fashion in there as well, but that's what I would call it. Um, the Disney gallery as well. Um, so the, 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 they do say they could probably have more selective, more focused shops on in particular little items, rather than like World of Disney is everything Disney. The Disney store is everything Disney. Um, but obviously Disney fashion, which we'll talk about in a minute, that does go into more designer style clothing and uh, accessories. It but does. It, it's definitely stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else. It's no. not just your usual merchandise. So yeah, the current shops we've got at the moment are, like we've said, World of Disney, Disney Store, Disney Fashion, the Disney Gallery, um, which I've, I always walk around because I'd like to see if they've got anything new, but I've never purchased anything in there. Because but any, it is gorgeous nonetheless. Anything I would like to buy in there, I wouldn't be able to afford it anyway. <laughs> 
But the world of toys, and obviously, I don't, well, I wouldn't class it as a shop. I wouldn't go in there looking for something in particular, but Planet, Planet Hollywood Gift Shop is also on the list. People uh, do like it, though. There are, yeah. I, uh, I see a lot of people walking around with Planet Hollywood uh, merchandise on. And a lot of our students who visit uh, the restaurant always end up buying something from that shop uh, after they've eaten there. Um, it also goes on to list Bureau de Change as a shop, and that's the only one I haven't actually used or been in. It's, it's not really a shop, is it? It's not really, but I don't know if it's official. I don't, it's not on the uh, press kit, but it is on uh, the research I've found. So if we go, if we go through them uh, from the press kit, we've got the Lego store, which is France's biggest Lego store. Now, I, that shocked me reading that, because it, like you said, it is quite big. I don't, have you been in the, the Lego store in Disney Village yet, since it opened? No, I haven't, no. I um, haven't been since it's opened. Now, I have been in bigger shops, and I'm sure I've, I haven't been in a bigger Di- uh, Lego shop. But thinking, obviously, of France of a big country and knowing what shops are like in London and in Paris, I would have thought that there would have been a bigger one. Uh, yeah. it, it, I mean, I've, I've been in Lego stores in other places, and certainly all the ones that I've been in are remarkably small, considering where they are. See, I've never, I don't think I've been in a Lego store anywhere else, other than this one may be... They, my, they're my usually com- really tiny, from my experience. So if that's the case, then, then this is really big. It's 500 metres squared. Again, it covers shopping, playing, and creativity. So you've got the uh, the Lego open all the time in like um, areas where uh, kids and adults can go and just mess around in Lego. You've got the different opportunities to purchase a cup, and you can fill a cup with different amounts of Lego. You can at extortionate prices, but yeah, very so worth expensive. It. Yeah, well, again. Probably the most, like I said before, they're probably one of the most popular shops at the moment. A lot of hardcore Disney fans were kind of umming and ah, and why do we need a, a real brand in the in Disney Village? Surely, because in... Lego is awesome. It is. A problem. Most of the people who were arguing the case against Lego Store, they probably live in bigger cities that have a Lego Store. Now, me being based in Cumbria, uh, I have to travel two hours to get anywhere near a big shopping centre and. So for me, it, it, I've never been to a Lego store because I don't just go for that trip just to buy Lego. If I was in a shopping centre, I would go and visit one. Um, same with being in Disney Village, I would visit it. I've, I've never purchased anything there yet, again, because of the prices, but I love just looking around, seeing what there is. As I normally do when I'm shopping as well, I've, I check the prices on Amazon online. online <laughs> and the prices are very much similar. There's not there's not much difference, to be honest, uh, I've found anywhere. Because there's um, the player sets, I think it was the Simpsons of the Simpsons house and that was over 100 euros and I looked online and that was the same over 100 pounds so it's uh, very expensive but there was people there was hundreds of people over the week I was there in May bringing out the biggest boxes you could find so they must have been spending thousands of euros in the Lego store do they have much Disney specific things or indeed um, do they have any Disneyland Paris specific things uh, from what I can remember there wasn't well I don't think there was anything Disneyland specific uh, sorry Disneyland Paris specific there were Disney type um, Lego sets obviously there was Lego Duplo of Jake Leatherland Pirates there was some princess uh, sets in there as well I'll have to look back now and update you on Twitter but I've got a few pictures of some of the shelving from my last trip uh, so I'll try and look through that um, and put the link on Twitter for you I would um, like scale model Lego Thunder Mesa that oh, would make me very happy. That definitely wasn't there because I would have remembered that. It, that would be so amazing. Hmm. A lot of the problem is with this, though. Anything that, like in in other shops, I can't remember. I think it was the World of Toys. There was a Disney Princess Castle. It was called, and it was obviously it had the Disneyland Paris logo on it. It wasn't Lego, but it was uh, modelled on the uh, Florida version, uh, Walt Disney World version of the castle. 
And just, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if general fans just don't realise the connection and think, right, it's a castle. My uh, five-year-old girl will love it. That's fine. But just me sitting there looking at that box, or standing there looking at that box, I was thinking, that is not the Disneyland Paris Sleeping Beauty Castle. <laughs> it was just getting on my nerves. Anyway, that's another that's another issue. <laughs> so it actually lists, the Disney press kit lists Lego Store as not the number one shop, but it's first on the list. And then World of Disney comes next, and it says Disney Village's flagship store. I'm going to put it out there. I think it's the best one. It definitely is. I it's love it. It's really cool. It's even got seating in the middle designed just for males. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't... I, I think I've used it once, but yeah, I'm being sexist again. But... Obviously, you see these videos on the internet or pictures of men saying, this is my sanctuary in a shop. And I have been there. If I'm with Mrs. Williamson and she's in a shop, buying shoes, I'll just find the nearest seat. Yeah. Now, the, oh, I know that what, be- what better place to sit down than underneath the hot air balloon with Mickey and, well, sorry, Minnie and uh, Pluto. I think Mickey's on the other side, just waving out of a... It gives you something to look at and there's all yeah. the merchandise. So it's not a bad place to sit. While... It's, it's a gorgeously themed shop, both inside and out. It is and... a... That's considerably impressive, being how massive it is. It is. It's uh, fourteen hundred meters squared. Um, it's. It, I have checked, and there's there's not much different in the Disney store from what I can remember um, to the World of Disney. Now, I, so I would always go to World of Disney to purchase my merchandise. Just because it's bigger and cooler. It is cooler. There are there's more there's more selection as well. It says guests will truly be spoilt for choice in this grand Art Deco-style Parisian department store packed with thousands of hand-picked mementos just waiting to be taken home. Have you noticed on the outside when you've got Tinkerbell and the globe on the roof, Simon? I think so. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm racking my brains right now. On the outside, there's basically... I don't know if you've looked at the roof before, but on the roof, there's a really... It's lit up at night time. Um, it's like a glass, it's like a like glass stained window type dome roof with uh, Tinkerbell on the top with her wings fluttering. Um, sure. I, every time we visited, I was telling the students, and then, well, in, my, in the recent trip in May, I was telling my wife, I was saying, look, that dome on the top of World of Disney rotates, and it rotates ever so slowly, and nobody believed me until yes, one day. I do know the one. Yes. Uh, you, you got with you got me now, have you? Yes, I'm with you. <laughs> Um, I remember noticing this myself. So nobody ever noticed it, and I was saying that rotates, that rotates, and it would, either they've turned it off that day when I mentioned it, because luckily for me, on the last day just before we left, we stood there and looked at it just to check, and it was and rotating. It does rotate? Yeah. Now that just goes to show that's that's the extra touch, isn't it? Now they've it put is. in that's that Disney bit of magic that, frankly, most of Disney Village lacks, but some of the new things absolutely have. They definitely do, and a lot of people, a lot of normal, I always use the term normal guests, but a lot of normal park guests, some of them will notice it, but a lot of people will just walk by going, oh, it's a lovely building, and they won't even realise that that's turning around. Or if they do realise, they'll just say, oh, oh well. But it's just, it, that just adds the little bit of magic to it, and it's, obviously it's not magic, well, probably is magic to a lot of uh, kids that it's rotating, and obviously... Uh, we know how it will be done with ball bearings and whatever. It just adds something extra. It's like they've given the extra care and attention to that new building. Disney Fashion is next on the list. Disney Village's one and only fashion store. Although you can buy lots of clothing throughout the both of the parks and throughout Disney Shop. Oh, there goes TweetDeck. Um, NIDLP Geek has just uh, tweeted about Tower of Terror. <laughs> I'll just disable that so it doesn't come on again. <laughs> But yeah, you can buy, it says there, Disney Village's one and only fashion store. 
but you can buy all this stuff in other shops. Obviously, this is more focused on designer kind of clothing accessories. There's also ultra chic pieces designed by some of the fashion world's biggest names, and it is decked out like a big city store. It's so it's so professional, so modern. Even though the outside just lacks, it's just a, a glass window and a normal it's just, metal. It's door. just a sort of a drab storefront, yeah, really, isn't it? If they were just to, if they just spent a bit of money on that storefront. Like the, the inside of the store is really beautiful. It's just a shame that the storefront doesn't kind of do it justice, really. Again, we've got that. It's that area in the middle that's just lacking something. The world of toys. This store really. Uh, sorry, this store retails a huge array of costumes and accessories. It is mainly uh, based on the younger generation, those who like to dress up. So guests can dress up as their favourite heroes and characters. Pint-sized princesses and princes are sure to find that something special here. I don't know if I would like them to be described as pint-sized. especially. I would like to propose that they stop making the costumes for kids and start making them for adults. They should definitely do that. I would definitely purchase... Um, which one would I go for? Probably a Woody outfit. Or Buzz Lightyear. Ooh. Buzz Lightyear. Good choice. Um, but yeah, pint-sized. Now, if you, this is... <laughs> don't forget it's based in France, in Europe, and they sell the beer by large or medium. They don't sell it by the pint. So whenever I've asked for a pint of lager, they've went, what? Oh, I think they've got me anywhere. They've got me one anywhere, but yeah, they don't. So they've definitely translated that into English from French, and they've kind of go, they've kind of said, what word goes in there? Yeah, pint size will do. <laughs> Maybe you should say large, large lager-sized princess and princesses, but then that that doesn't. That would work. that would be very strange. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, then this is a. It's not a weird one, but it's kind of like it's a bit redundant now. Disney Village, Disney Store. The Disney store turns the spotlight on some of Disney's most famous character franchises, Cars, Toy Story, Pirates of the Caribbean and Star Wars. There's so many, there's the confectionery, Minnie and Mickey's kitchen utensils, and, but all of this is available in the world of Disney. Now It is, is it? I mean, they've not tried to split it as in, like, Disney store does the sort of other IPs, like, you know, the Pixar things, like the big film franchises, and then the world of Disney goes for something a bit more sort of traditional Mickey Minnie. Now, from, sort of thing. I've been in and out of both stores since they've opened, since World of Disney opened, and there probably is some differences, and again, we'll probably get a lot of emails and tweets saying there are these differences. And there are some things that you can only get in one of the shops, but I don't see it being so separated as the World of Disney is for the more park-based, whereas Disney Store is the more franchise-based. I, I don't see that because, obviously... Well, I mean, the World of Disney is just so big. They've got to fill it with stuff. Yeah, so there are some other things in there that are just an exact duplicate of what's in Disney Store. Obviously presented in a nicer way. But yeah, the Mickey and Minnie kitchen utensils that it talks about in the Disney Store are available in World of Disney. Um, You've got all the notepads and pens, and you've got all the, uh, the plushes, the toys... I don't notice much different between them. Again, like I say, if you are if you're aware of what is different, then let us know. Uh, we don't we're not saying that we know everything, and it's just our opinions on what we've noticed. Obviously, Disney are aware that Star Wars is such a big IP, and and ha- it's probably only going to get bigger. It definitely is, which is which is all down to Disney buying the franchise from Lucasfilm. But it, it separates Star Wars, the Star Wars section in Disney Store, as a separate entity. Now. The Disney, sorry, the Star Wars section is, and this this could be one of the parts that is only in Disney Store, and I believe I'm probably right on saying that. So Star Wars is only available in Disney Store, and I'll stand corrected if I am, uh, if I'm wrong with that. But it says Jedi Knights are invited to come and build their own lightsabers. Last time I was there, that wasn't working. 
there that shut it so you couldn't um, pick out your lightsabers. There were pre-made ones, but you couldn't choose your own. And it is only a tiny little section of Disney Store, so unless they've got plans on making this bigger, part of me is thinking, why don't they? Because there is two sections to the Disney Store, one which sells a lot of sweets, so they could even kind of separate that off, the downstairs bit, and they could even have that as a Star Wars section itself, like its own little Star Wars store. Yeah, um, I mean, we already have a sort of slightly Star Wars store-based experience with the Star Tours. That is true. I can't remember. Star Traders? Is Star, that the name Star of the Traders, store? Yeah. I can't remember. But, I mean, I would imagine that when uh, Star Tours gets its upgrade in 2017, I would imagine they're going to change that area a little bit, and they'd probably bring in more Star Wars merchandise. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it would harm Disney Village. In fact, I think it would be a good thing for Disney Village if it had its own little Star Wars shop separate to Disney Store because they could theme it so much better than it is now, and it is just like a little corner. Um, so there's lots they could do with that. Well, Star um, Wars is definitely so popular. Oh, well, it, it, is, it is currently, and it's like you say, it's only going to bring in more guests and newer, newer audience as long as J.J. Uh, Abrams... Um, does well with the uh, the franchise, and it well, looks... people seem to like his like twenty second trailer. So again, it, it, normally it's the hardcore fans that don't, because I've seen on Twitter some hardcore Star Wars fans, um, not slating it, but they're kind of like they don't like this, they don't like that. Oh, it's not the same. Oh, things are <laughs> different. Oh, it was better in my day with the original Star Wars. But uh, things are always going to evolve, and it's like we say on this all the time. We've got our favorite attractions. We love the uh, originality of the attractions but we want to see what they can do to make them so much better by we do but then equally in the same way we really don't want them to touch it it's such a dilemma it is if only they could clone it kind of like the star wars do with their soldiers we could clone a ride so we can keep just make little tweaks to it yeah keep the original and then have next door through a different uh, door a new version of the same ride so you can try the old version then the brand new version there we are we'll have a third gate at disneyland (laughs) which is just the disneyland park but for 1992 edition, the, the beta, and then version. we'll have we'll have the one that changes, and then we'll have one that's just, just stationary at 1992. Yeah, we'll have the uh, the original one, and then a beta version that always <laughs> it's always in beta <laughs> mode. So yeah, the Star Wars gallery is there, a collector's paradise. Um, there's so many beautiful pieces of artwork, caricatures, statues. The um, they've got the model. One, well, they've got one of the models that are in the park of the uh, the park, the castle, um, the Sleeping Beauty castle. It's it's so expensive though a lot of the stuff I think I, I, I haven't bought anything in there but the cheapest thing I seen was a little bell figurine which was maybe fifteen euros or something I think there's pens maybe in there but it's one of those shops that I always walk around go oh that's amazing oh I love this I love that and then I never purchase anything um, but they've kind of they've kind of added to this and combated the fact that there's so many pieces of art in there which are overpriced in my own opinion or some of them aren't overpriced they're just so amazingly expensive because it's such an amazing piece of artwork but art on demand um, I haven't used it but I've seen other people who have um, where you can choose from over 200 Disney images you can then change your size of your image you can choose the frame and it gets it sent straight to your door so you don't have to then take it home because the only thing I worry about, unless, of course, like we mentioned before, you're visiting as a dear guest to Disney Village and you've got something in mind, I wouldn't want to take back like a 200 euro, 300 euro piece of artwork in my luggage on the plane or on a coach. I don't know about well, you. Well, yeah. I mean, the other really cool thing about art on demand is that, I mean, Disney artwork generally you can get in quite a lot of places, but Disneyland artwork is. You know, it's very rare, to be perfectly honest. And you see the fantastic graphics and whatever that they do in the parks, but where the hell else do you get access to them? And this true. is basically the only place where you could get something like 
an old Space Mountain poster or an old uh, Thunder Mountain poster or indeed a modern one. Um, I, I just think it's really cool that these, frankly, really awesome bits of artwork are actually available to buy somewhere. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, where are you going to get them? That is true. It is. Yeah, I'm probably being quite negative. I feel. I feel like I'm being quite negative on that store, but I do love walking around. And I do love it. I think it's just as soon as I uh, become a millionaire, I'll be in there all the time and I'll be buying. Everything. <laughs> See, that's the thing with art, isn't it? It's just so expensive. It is. Um, now we're going to go to the listener opinions from Twitter, from email. Now I sent out a few over the last month. I've sent out a few tweets about the different uh, sections we're going to discuss. So we're going to now read through some of the opinions and discussions that we had about the shopping and the situation with the shops. So I'll start us off. So we've got uh, now. Actually, I can't pronounce this. It's going to make me look bad now. Mad Madam Gaitan will cop. Will we'll change. I am not going to help you here. <laughs> She's going to kill me now if it's wrong. But she says, gallery of art and Disney fashion uh, with a love heart, smiley face. Uh, art of gallery, which is what I asked, we asked what her favourite shop was actually. So art of gallery, because they have all the collectibles next to each other, it makes it easier to choose. And she likes Disney fashion because it's a great mix between clothes, interior design, and she loves how the shop is decorated too. And that's what I mentioned before, the shop is so well uh, presented, it's like a really big um, I was going to say a mainstream shop, but I'm thought, like thinking like really big fashion house, like a really big shop uh, in a main fashion district of a, of a city. It's so well presented. And yeah, the, all the collectibles next to each other, it means you don't have to go to all the different shops throughout the parks. Um, Does it make it easier to choose, though? Because if they were all just lined up for me, I'd just sat there going, oh, well, I, I don't know which one to choose. They're all so amazing. That's true. I would want them all. It probably makes it harder for me, actually. Who was next? Right, so next up we've got uh, Nikki from at DLRP Wonders, uh, whose favourite shop is the Art Gallery, again, uh, because it sells some really quite unique things like Disney Art On Demand. And again, as we were just saying, there are some really unique things in the Art On Demand uh, where, you know, you're just not going to get them anywhere else at all. That's the unique selling point, and is it the USP of that? Magical Trips on Twitter... Uh, with the handle PYWTTM. I do know a little bit of information about this, actually. Um, the uh, the lady uh, who runs the Magical Trips um, Twitter account, and I forgot her name, and I do apologise, um, she's actually setting up an app on uh, I- iOS for iPhone. Um, she's currently in the process of getting it through the... Uh, the review process um, and Apple are looking at it currently now I don't know much more information about this but it looks like it's something about helping you plan trips I mean, it looks like it's an app that's going to help you plan how long it's going to take you to get there how much it costs once we know more about it I'm sure um, we'll be given a little preview of it hopefully and we'll be able to do a review for her maybe get us some downloads it looks like it's going to be quite good she goes to say that she loves the retro stuff that they're selling Ludwigs now we haven't mentioned that yet uh, and it wasn't on the list, but... Um, Ooh, spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. Uh, the restaurant, uh, King Ludwig's, Lug, Ludwig's, sorry. I've never actually been in there, so I can't really comment on the shop. But she goes to say that she loves the retro-style stuff that is in there. And the big new store. I think everyone likes the big new store. It's so big. It's wonderful. It's got to be everyone's favourite, surely. I think so. Uh, next up, we've got Chris Franklin uh, at tpe chris uh, he says he's got to agree with Nikki and say the art gallery, the on-demand is great, and uh, he got his 20th monument from there too. Yeah, it must be his 20th anniversary monument. Yeah, a lot of, there's been a lot of love for Art of Disney. These people must uh, 
go home with empty bank balances. That's all I can say. Because uh, Tim Redgrave, at Tim Redgrave on Twitter, he goes on to say as well, Art of Disney for all the reasons that everybody gives here. And he also agrees with me that his bank balance doesn't agree with him, though. Um, Jonathan Broomfield at Cheesy one bit of a cheesy Twitter handle there. Um, in the past, the cowboy shop, um, which he's forgotten the name of, which obviously is no longer open anymore, and now it is the Art of Disney Gallery shop. So he used to love going in there. Now, this is actually quite a short email from an IDLP geek, or it looks like it is. Relative by... By Luke's standards. But that's only because I've split into three different sections, so we'll come, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the other sections later on. So, but if you want to go through what uh, NIDLP Geek or Luke had to say. Well, I do believe, actually, I said that I would refuse to read out anything that was uh, essay-style or not written in poetic pose. That's why, I'm making, that's why I'm making you do it, Simon. Oh, I'm going to need to paraphrase this. Hang on a minute. Right, so, <laughs> so... Luke Breen from at NIDLP Geek has said to us that he thinks that uh, Disney Village is sort of a mixed bag, really, uh, but that it is getting better, and I think you and I have really agreed with that. Yeah, we have. And there are some very unoriginal stores that really haven't left uh, 1992 yet, but the recent edition of World of Disney is one of the most gorgeous stores the resort has to offer, and I definitely agree with that. Last year's Lego store also brought some more life into a dead air of the village, Again, yeah, we've got that sort of middle bit that's just really, really dull, needs some more life. Uh, but Luke says perhaps more brands is exactly what the complex needs, as we now have a flagship store in the world of Disney, which makes all the others that sell the same generic merchandise a bit obsolete. And again, as you've just been saying, well, what is the difference between world of Disney and the Disney store? Exactly. There's an interesting point here, though that we really can't miss out on and that's whether brands is what Disney Village needs because I personally think actually although although I, I'm not a big fan of brands I don't like going shopping and finding the same old stores that I find everywhere else I just sort of feel like well if we had some more just chains frankly it would yeah. add a bit more atmosphere it would expand the place a bit add a bit more life you know it, if it was if it's just Disney fine granted Disney's very good you know the quality's there but it limits it, you know, as a venue, as somewhere that you want to visit. You know, do you go for just Disney? I don't know. I, I think I agree with you here. Now, I would probably I would probably hate myself for saying some of these things because obviously I want it to be everything Disney and I want to go there uh, for Disney. But obviously, now we'll get onto this later on, but I love Planet Hollywood. I love eating there and, and now I love Earl of Sandwich and I love the Lego store. Now, I've, I've never been to Costa, uh, Starbucks, I nearly said another brand name there. I've never been to Starbucks in Disney Village. But, again, it just kind of kind of makes you trust it a little bit more. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. Obviously, you trust Disney, but because it, even though you know that all these little Disney shops, the world of... Um, the, the, oh, sorry, I'm going to talk about the restaurants there. The, uh, the, fashion, the Disney fashion, we've got the world of Disney. Even though they're not what we call brand names, even though they are all run by Disney... I don't know, it just kind of makes me trust it a little bit more when you've got the Lego store, Planet Hollywood, things that you do see elsewhere. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. It's got that sort of... Uh, you can be a bit more comfortable with it because yeah. you, know, you know what these places are like. You know what to expect as well. When you go into a Planet Hollywood, you're going to get this style of food. You're going to get this kind of um, uh, delivery service, that kind of thing. And it's just got, And if you don't get that, then you think, right, well, that's the, that's the, the brand's fault rather than Disney's fault because yeah. they've kind of let them in. I mean, equally with these brands, though, you know, these are big international companies that know that, you know, if, if they've got a, a store in Disney Village, they're going to have a lot of people walking past it. They're going to have a lot of people looking at it and using it. 
they're going to make sure that their stores that they've got there, their restaurants, what have you, they're going to be top of their game. You know, if the other restaurants are all themed very nicely, they're going to make sure that their own store is themed very nicely. You know, it, it, it's going to expand Disney Village without Disney having to fork the money out for it. That's true. And if they are, like, we, I would love them to add more avenues as somebody goes on to say later on and add more, just so it makes it, if it's supposed to be an American town... You maybe need some more avenues going off it with different. Yeah, style right now shops. we've just got American Street. American Street, yeah, Forty Second Street. We've no entertainment on it, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I'd, I'm not against bringing in the brands. Now I wouldn't know which brands to bring in, whether that's other types of uh, toy stores or other like fashion stores. That even if the fashion stores that only provide Disney-related merchandise, maybe. So whether it's uh, a fashion house that. Have strike up a deal and say right we're gonna have our Disney merchandise in there. Something which just just bring to mind um, Pandora. I know that in America they're starting to sell um, Pandora charms and jewelry in the uh, American Walt Disney um, studio, uh, sorry parks over there. Um, it's something my wife would love to see over in Disney Village and me as well because it gives me an idea of what to put like buy for her when I'm over there. But yeah, like- yeah, I think Disney Village is definitely the place for that. And you can you can just look at Downtown Disney, which is if you don't know, it's uh, Walt Disney World's sort of bigger cousin of Disney Village, and it's a lot bigger and it's got all these chains in it. And yet, it's still a fantastic destination. Quite yeah. frankly, you know, I I would go out of my way to go to. Uh, downtown Disney or Disney Springs, as it will soon be called, with yes, its revamp. That's true. Um, whereas Disney Village is just—it's somewhere that I pass through. It's—it's just—it's in between myself and the parks usually. Yeah. Now, I—I I visit Disney Village on every trip, and I do make an effort of eating there and shopping there and just spending some time there, soaking up what atmosphere there is. But that's mainly because of the kind of trip I go for. Now, because I'm there with the students, and we always have to make sure, especially towards the night time when there are, they are in Disney Village, and we need to keep an eye on them. So I'm kind of not forced to be there because we can trust them, and I'm happy to go into the park and leave them there if, as long as they're trustworthy, which most of them are. But I, I don't know, because of the role and what the type of trip I have when I'm there, I, am, I do spend a lot more time in Disney Village. So to me, every trip has to include Disney Village. Now, it's probably because I haven't been to America, so I haven't uh, tasted downtown Disney. Um, but just seeing videos and pictures and people's descriptions of it, it just it is just, it's just obviously, it's ten times the size, probably, and the amount of visitors that are there, because obviously they've got all them parks connecting to it as well. Um, so they can all chip in and purchase stuff from there and eat there and have entertainment there. But yeah, it just... For me, a, a trip to Disney has... To, Disney Parkland Paris has to include a trip to Disney Village even though there are a lot of things that needs to be done to improve it. Going on to restaurants and bars, um, over the years we've lost, again, and this is not in any order, I'll read out in order this time, uh, we've lost Key West Seafood, which closed in 1999, I didn't even know that existed, Los Angeles Bar and Grill, which closed in 2002, Rock and Roll America, which closed in 2003, and the one that a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, a few people have mentioned, and one I, I didn't, again, I haven't been in it, but we had to watch the students didn't get ID to try and get into it, was Hurricanes Discotheque, and that closed in March 2010. I think the last few, not well, the very close to its closure, I think it was used for cast members, possibly. I think it was used as a private venue for those, um, for cast members. If I'm right with that, send me a tweet. I can't remember where I heard it from. If I'm wrong, also send me a tweet. Um, currently, we have Annette's Diner, Big thumbs up from me for that one. Ben and Jerry's Kiosk, 
which is uh, near Panorama. I can never say that. Panorama Geek. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Panorama Geek. Um, Billy Bob's Country Western Saloon. Um, Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show with Mickey and Friends. Cafe Mickey, Earl of Sandwich. King Ludwig's Castle, Le Grunge, which again I've, I've eaten there. It's, we'll discuss this in a minute. McDonald's, a lot of people will hate us for even mentioning that name. <laughs> New York style sandwiches, Planet Hollywood, Rainforest Cafe, Sports Bar, Starbucks, and the Steakhouse. Now, I don't want us to take all night on these ones, but we do have to take each one at a time. We'll start with Annette's Diner. Have you eaten in Annette's Diner before? I haven't, no. You've just gone through a really lovely talk about how you spent a lot of time in Disney Village and how it's sort of a fundamental part of your trip. I take basically the opposite view, and really for me, Disney Village is it's just there. If I'm going to eat in a restaurant, frankly, I want to be in the park. I have eaten in restaurants in Disney Village. It, it's happened, but I just it's never appealed to me to actually go out of my way to really eat in Disney Village. I understand so that. it's it's going to be it's going to be a no for for most <laughs> of the questions that you'll ask me. We'll go down the list and you'll say, "Have you eaten there, Simon?" And I'll go, "No, nope. nope. <laughs> Well, what I'll do is I'll just quickly for those people who haven't eaten in these as well, I'll give you a little like flavor, me. I'll give you a little flavour of uh, what each one's like. Especially Ooh, nice restaurant pun there. <laughs> there we go. I didn't even know I'd done that one. Um, I'll give I'll give myself a little brownie point for that one. A magical DLP point to me. Um, hey. So our next diner in the press packet says, soak up the happy days vibe of the 1950s as you sink your teeth into giant burgers, milkshakes, and authentic American breakfasts served by roller skate clad waiting staff. Guests are whisked back in time in an era of bebop, rock and roll, and the twist when bobby socks and two stone shoes were all the rage. No idea what that last sentence was all about. Something my mother probably knows about, but I don't. Um, but yeah. Is it true that they uh, go around on roller skates? Now, I, I, the first time I visited Annette's Diner to eat in there was in May on my last visit to Disneyland Paris and Disney Village. And all the way up and leading up to that trip, everyone said, no, they don't do it anymore. They don't do it anymore. When I was there, at least two people uh, who were serving that day were wearing roller skates. So oh, wow. While I was there in May, officially, they still do that. Now, that is dedication. I'm not sure if it if they like, could down on a number of people who were doing it because most of the servers were walking around just using their normal shoes, um, but a couple of people were rollerblading or roller skating around. Um, I don't know whether you've ever tried roller skating. It's more difficult than it looks. It is. Um, I think, I've, but I've, I've tried uh, ice skating and that was a lot easier. I found. Really? Yeah. Blimey. Maybe it's just the technique. I was I've got. awful at both of them. Maybe it's just my technique. Um, but that's that's for another podcast. But yeah, food, lovely. Milkshake. I had an Oreo ice cream milkshake. It was absolutely delicious. Oh, you could you're make, making me hungry. You can make your own flavours as well. And we picked uh, Oreo and some other type of cookie crumble. It was so lovely. Um, I believe there's some kind of challenge as well. If you ask for a certain type of burger, um, you win a, a free Sunday, I think. So obviously, once you've filled yourself full of the biggest burger they've got on offer, you can get a free Sunday, but you probably don't want to eat it because you're so full. From Bit of a joke, point. really, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I sort, I um, sort of want to try it, though. It, I'm definitely interested in trying it. And that's diner for me. Again, like the food was a, the food was lovely, but again, it's just burgers and fries, which you can get in a lot of different venues throughout Disney Village and throughout Disneyland, uh, Paris, and Walt Disney Studios. But the the interior it does need updating. It was very grubby. Um, I know it's a busy place, and it, and it's not like McDonald's where you'll have like fries squashing on the floor and crumbs in the back of the seat. It was clean, 
but I don't know, there's just something about it. The pink, that the decor, it was just faded and there was scuff marks everywhere. And, it, and you can tell that it does need a bit of a, a spruce up and a bit of spring cleaning um, and refurbishment. But the outside, uh, they were playing with the neon lights at the time. They'd just taken them down. Uh, but there's like the old-fashioned 90s, 50s car outside. And it is... It, does, it is appealing from the outside, and there's a takeaway section where you can go up and take away um, desserts and uh, burgers and things, I believe. So, again, it's, it's definitely somewhere you need to try. Uh, I probably won't go there again, though. Uh, now I've tried it, because uh, I know there are other places in Disney Village. If I'm stuck just to Disney Village to eat, that I would uh, I would try. The next one on the before, list... Oh, hang on. Go on. Whoa, we whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry, before sorry. Before we move on, we'll just do a quick diversion to the uh, listeners' comments, because we've got from uh, Sharora at Shawnee Patient, uh, whose favourite restaurant is Annette's Diner. I'm a sucker for anything 50s themed, and the food is lovely too. Smiley face. So that's that's one vote of confidence for Annette's Diner. There we go. Again, the food, I agree there. The food I had was lovely. The service was amazing. Just for me, because I love the theming of everything in Disneyland, Paris, it just let it down for me, and that's what's probably knocked it off my list for next time I visit. Kathy and Mickey, I'm going to run over this one quite quickly because you'll probably say, oh, no, did, you've been here, have oh, you? Oh, no, I've been to Cafe Mickey. That's was, one of the very few I've actually been to. I was just about to say, you haven't been there, so we'll move on because I haven't been to Cafe Mickey. In, in May on my last trip, we were going to book to Cafe Mickey, but it was actually um, fully booked. It's um, very busy. So we had to... I was going to say, well, we had to upgrade to Inventions in the Disneyland Hotel. And I'm oh, glad, what a shame. I'm glad it was fully booked because it was only, for the for the deal we got, I think it was only 10 or 20 euros more. And I think I've got more than 100 euros more value out of going to Inventions. But that will probably be for another podcast in the future. Yeah. Um, do you want to just quickly describe your experience of Disney, or sorry, of Cafe Mickey? Well, yeah, unfortunately, it's not a very positive one. And it was quite a while ago. Um, I went there with with my family uh, and I was just just a wee little child at the time and unfortunately I ended up with food poisoning from it which was a big shame but I don't, I'll be honest I don't actually remember liking the place particularly much because I thought the theming was a little bit sort of it was just sort of a bit plain and modern yeah. um, but it is one of the very few character dining experiences that the park has and that it well not the park the resort has and that is pretty cool actually yeah, it's probably that, that's probably what keeps it so popular and so busy, the fact that obviously, well, that's why we picked it. We didn't pick it because it was Cafe Mickey. We had our two-year-old, well, he was one and a half then. We had our one and a half-year-old son. We knew he wanted to meet the characters, or he wanted to try and meet the characters anyway, and that was the place to do it. Um, it was the easiest place to guarantee that with your food, you could meet a character, you can see Mickey Mouse, uh, Donald, you're goofy. So from that angle, that would have been perfect. But like you say, from everywhere else, it's just a normal menu. Um, Lynn on uh, Lynn Fredericks uh, on Twitter she said for lunch oh wait a minute I'm on the wrong one I'm on, I want to read Salon Mickey's we'll go back to Lynn later on <laughs> you probably thought where is he going with this that's nothing to do with Cafe I, I was wondering that I was wondering <laughs> um, Salon Mickey uh, Salon Mickey blog uh, he says uh, great show uh, sorry he, he talks about Billy Bob's Wild West show, um, but he also says he used to love going to share a pizza at Cafe Mickey, but those days are gone now with the fixed menu. So they've obviously changed. Now, I'm not aware of what the menu used to be like, but they've obviously changed things recently and gone to a fixed menu, which has the prices that if for this price you get this much, this is what you get, and that is it. So, again, if, if, you want to, if you're spending that much money, you want to go somewhere where you can pick and choose what you're going to eat, you want to have a selection, and then you want to see the characters. I'd, I wouldn't want to go somewhere where it's so fixed and so limited to what you can actually buy and eat there. 
because that's for the amount of money you're going to spend just seeing the characters is it worth it i would love to have the selection for food as well it's a difficult one because i mean where where else do you go for characters i mean you'd have to go to one of the disneyland hotel restaurants which are pricey 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 they are um but for the price or, um the restaurant in the castle which yes. i can never remember the name of but that is very expensive very very expensive and again Apart from the character meets, uh, character meet and greets in the parks, um, which now, frankly now, there's not that many of, considering. I, I think there's more than they ever used to be, though, Simon. I'm seeing, yes, especially yes, they all, all, as I'm, I as still I'm, think they should have more. Well, they definitely have space for more. Um, but yeah, there's and they're more in your face as well now. I remember walking past uh, Liberty Arcade a few years ago. Um, I never seen a character. I never seen Minnie Mouse. I never seen Duffy Bear. But now I'm there every year. And there's somebody, there's a character there waiting. There's always a queue, unless yeah. unless Duffy Bear walked out and then everyone sighed. I think I've mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah. But um, and I don't think Duffy Bear's coming back as a character meet and greet. Um, but that's another podcast, as we always say. Um, um in another listener opinion, we've yep. got uh, Leo, uh, who emailed us and said that uh, when he last went, he took breakfast in Cafe Mickey for the first time ever. Thought it was very nice having the characters come to your table while you're eating. Thought that was really cool. Uh, he said he had the chance to meet Pluto, Dingo, Chip and Dale, and of course, Mickey. The buffet is good, and there is a very large choice of food for everyone to enjoy. Uh, breakfast there is quite expensive, though, 18 euros, roughly, uh, but thinks it's worth it, and uh, it's definitely worth a go once while you're there. Which is interesting, I didn't realise it was a buffet. Well, yeah, that, that's, I don't know, I've, I've never noticed that either. So if it is buffet, then that takes away what I've just said about having a fixed menu. <laughs> so uh, if, if, uh, if Leo is true, which obviously he will be, um, I take it all back. <laughs> yeah, well, there we are. What do we know? Host of a podcast. We know nothing. It's just our opinion. We love to talk rubbish. Well, we do. Lots of people seem to enjoy us talking rubbish, so let's keep on So that's them. all right, then. <laughs> 